Hello, what's happening, guys? What? Where's my face? Well, my face is still here, but you can't see it. Well, you can kind of see it, as you can see right there with my little uh, icon. What's going on, everybody? It's not that it's not a new intro. I'm just going through Streamyard today. How's it going, guys? We're gonna film Junkie Live. Basically, uh, if you guys were watching yesterday, film Junkie Live, I was somewhat, you know. I wasn't feel I was starting to get like a runny nose and all this stuff like that, you know, getting all thicky. So I got a little bit of a thicky face going on. I got a red nose. I got droopy eyes. I got droopy eyes. So I was like, all right, I'm not going to not going to be on camera today, but we'll do uh, audio. I'll still talk like crazy. Feeling OK. Just nose is still very just, just my face feels raw, feels raw. But it's OK. Show must go on. So. Yeah, I just figured yesterday when I was like doing my darndest to not like, you know, rub my nose, <laughs> you know, so, but no, I'm doing, per I'm still doing good. I'm not, not, that's pretty much the only symptoms I'm having when it comes to whatever is attacking my face. Just a runny nose, slight cough, not really. Um, and that's pretty much it. But yeah, like I said, it's just, it feels like it just, my sinuses are just getting just attacked. So, so I didn't want to, uh, you know, show you guys my boogers today so i saved you guys that and then yes i'm not running through uh stream labs like i usually do so i don't have my spiffy stuff back on uh just using Streamyard. So, anyways let's get this show started what's going on mr jason make sure you, oh yeah also make sure you guys smash that like thumbs up make sure you do all that stuff um uh, make sure you're uh subscribed to the channel notification all that stuff everything is down below as per usual i know i miss i miss the opening music i don't have it dialed into this right here but what can you do hey what's going on mr fear jason thank you sir for actually providing me this uh avatar right there what's going on mr valentine is ben affleck's uh is ben affleck gonna be done playing batman well he says that right now uh that's for sure nice new intro but i prefer yeah i know like i said just temporary just temporary because you know I mean, can I hear my sicky face? All right, we got Jesse. What's up, Jesse? What's going on, Cat? Hope you're feeling better today. Seriously, yeah. Yep, feeling all right. Just still, oh, you know, my nose just doesn't want to like, I don't know. It's, uh, it should be good. Um, I should be good by the end of the week. Uh, eighth like. All right, good job. Thank you. What's going on, Adam? Good to see you. Yo, Jesse. What's going on? Ahoy, hoy, Mr. Jason McKenzie. Good to see you. Doing well. Just, you know, fighting something something trying to attack my face i still worked and everything today so little lack of energy because i'm actually sitting down guys i'm not even standing up this is weird this is weird i don't have these big i don't have my big studio lights on or anything it's all dark and like uh it's kind of nice it's all kind of dark in here just got like uh my little neon lights going so it's kind of romantic so let's get freaky anyways no my mom's here hi mom <laughs> uh yeah i'm okay just uh, like I said, just got a little bit of sickness going on in the face. And I haven't shaved either. I'm so lazy. But uh, yeah, there we go. Yeah, oh, don't worry. I'll be all right. I'll be all right. There you go. Uh, everybody saying hi. Yo, what's going on, Mr. Ryan Rivera? Good to see you, buddy. Hi. Uh, I'll, yeah, I'll be good. Don't worry. Just uh, 
Get a good night's sleep tonight, hopefully. Yes, happy International Women's Day to all the women out there. And, of course, my most important woman, right? In my life, of course, is uh, Mama Film Junkie right there. So happy International uh, Women's Day, Mom, and everybody else that's out there that's uh, part of this uh, audience, Stephanie, Kat. Um, uh, let's see who else. Uh, Gator Girl, she shows up. She'll probably show up. You know, you ladies out there, of course. All right, so what else we got here? Let's see. Oh, why DCU not continue like Marvel? Because the because people like Toby Emmerich. <laughs> yeah, is the DC still have it? The Snyderverse? Um, well, it's you know, it's kind of not, but you know, everybody's saying hi. Yo, what's going on, Jose? How's it going? It's Women's Day. That's right. It definitely is. What's going on, Captain Gator Girl? Good to see you too. God, everybody's here. Yeah, a little sniffle, sniffle. Hey, Mr. Jason McKenzie, you are too kind, sir, with the $40 super chat. Release the damn air cut and happy uh, International Women's Day. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. Every little bit helps. Up to your camera, like I said. Uh, all right, so you're. Well, I, uh, I'll have to be updating as people roll in. But, yeah, I'm just uh, fighting a little bit of uh, like a head cold sinus thing. So I got a red nose and and droopy eyes going on right now. So, so yeah, not looking too pretty. My pretty face, not so pretty today. So we're just doing audio today. Just doing audio. So no face cam, no face cam. Don't worry. You know, my face, I'm not like this, like big time disfigured or anything like uh like um, the Joker or Two Face, I'm fine. But uh, I just figured, you know what? I'm not gonna. I was. It was hard yesterday to just not rub my nose, and you know, it's still kind of runny. You know, I don't want to show all, you know, some uh, grossy kind of snotty stuff. So that is what's happening. But thank you guys for, uh, of course, clicking in. Um, yeah, and also last night too. It's like it was. It was great because last night I actually was going to bed early. You know, I was tired. I was like, cool, I'll go to bed early. And then I wake up at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and of course, my nose is just like, it feels like it's glowing. Ugh, it's gross. It's gross. Yeah, so hopefully I can just flush this, uh, whatever is trying to attack my face out uh, soon. Soon. So we'll see what happens. But all right, let's go. Uh, let's get to the tweets here. Right? Let's get to the tweets. All right. I'm just going to share my screen. I got to remember how to use StreamYard when it comes to this. Whoa. All right. Let's see. Sharing all that. All right. Here we go. All right. Uh, let's see. Is it all? Yeah. There's like a nice little delay. We're good. Okay, cool. All right. All right. Let's go ahead and do this. Um, first off, we got Matt Reeves right here talking about, this is pretty awesome right here. Um, I mean, obviously we're going to talk about some, I mean, they're using some different technology when it came to the Batman to basically do like pre-production when it came to the Batman. This is pretty cool right here. You know, I start at the script stage trying to write in shots because I'm trying to figure out how to make the movie. I mean, when I'm writing, I consider the process like to be in the dark room, sort of on hands and knees, looking for things that you grab onto that suddenly and you start putting them together until the story forms. And so I start by trying to write the shots. Then when we're making the movie, as we're prepping, I kind of lay out the shots. This movie, I did it in, in VR. So I was able to go into the sets before we ever shot. And that's awesome. All of the shots that you're seeing, the shots Utilizing we're talking about VR. in VR so that we could look, because so much of the stuff when you're doing a Batmobile chase, that's a very highly technical, crazy act. That yeah, seriously. So that's cool right there. I'm not going to watch the whole thing because it's like over three minutes, but how awesome is that? 
VR, utilizing VR as like pre-production. I'm wondering if like Zack Snyder, you know, Zach going to use that too? Because obviously he's going to be using the, um, the whatchamacallit, the, the screens as opposed to green screen for Rebel Moon. Kind of wondering if he's utilizing this technology too. I, I wonder how much Matt Reeves and Zack Snyder have actually talked and then how much uh, more like people are going to use this technology. I just thought that was really cool that the fact that they use like VR, virtual reality there, Ryan, virtual reality. That's really cool. But I just thought that was really badass. Yeah, we'll talk about that. And then, of course, the goat, the goat. This is awesome. Peak of my unprofessionalism. But like I, you if you'd indulge me, that would be incredible. Because Kevin Conroy, baby. Basically like define my childhood. So I was wondering if I held up a line from Robert Pattinson's film, would you recite it as the Batman for me? <laughs> I can try. It's fear is a tool. And when that light hits the sky, it's not just a call, it's a warning. Okay. <clears throat> fear is a tool. And when that light hits the sky, it's not just a call, it's a warning. Ah, oh, goosebumps. Dude, dude, see, I've got goosebumps. And <laughs> yes, so do I. Oh, I love that. Kevin Conroy, class act. Love it. Absolutely love it. And then here we go, guys. Uh, digital, March 23rd. They released this today. You know, a little promo for the digital download. Uh, I forgot exactly when the Blu-ray comes out. But yeah, they actually... Hey, look at that. They actually show the three Spider-Men. So that's pretty cool. And they're actually showing like the scenes and everything. It's no longer a secret. But yeah, they released that little promo today for for all that. Um, and then uh, James Gunn, of course, praising the Batman right there. Praising some Matt Reeves, which is, uh, you know, I know some people hate it. But hey, what could you do? And then speaking of International Women's Day, we got the the women of Rebel Moon, right? And we all we know that they're gonna be badass. They're gonna be badass. They're definitely gonna be badass. So uh, I can't wait to see what happens in Rebel Moon Part One and Part Two. What these ladies end up doing, especially Sophia, because we've seen her workouts. For God's sakes, man, I tell you, been pretty great. So uh, Paul Harding right here showing this. This is pretty cool. Paul Harding Studios. Like a little Batman figure right there. Yeah, I like it. And hey, you know, hey, we still could praise. We still could praise this beautiful fucking film and this beautiful Batman. Ah, look at that beast. Look at that beast right there. That big Affleck energy. Come on. I thought this was pretty funny. Batman in the Iceberg Lounge. <laughs> ah, people are great. People are great. Yeah. And then this right here, this is beautiful. Jeez, whoever made this, I don't know if it was Daily Symbiote Spider-Man that made this, but Jesus Christ, is this beautiful right here. All three Spider-Men in the same pose and the texture and all the beauty of that art. I love that. And yeah, guys, I posted this because I'm so tired. I'm so tired of scoops. Okay, the only scoops I care about are the ones from Baskin Robbins, right? Fuck. You know, because I started I, I started seeing people like retweeting, quote tweeting um, the NFT scoopy, you know, vague scoopy pants person. <laughs> I'm tired, tired of it. You know, I'm just like, do we need I mean, I'm just tired of the scooping game. And then, of course, people like going like praising and I'm just like, you know what? I'm so tired of the scoopy game. I really am so tired of the scoopy game. Ugh, it just gets on my nerves. <laughs> it just gets on my nerves. And gay breaking guys, McDonald's says they uh, they will close 850 stores, restaurants in Russia. So that's gonna stop Putin. 
If anything, that's actually probably a good thing for the people of Russia so they don't have to eat that toxic waste that is McDonald's. Yes, McDonald's doing their part by closing 850 restaurants in Russia. Uh, there's more. Yeah, I, I don't understand what is happening when it comes to all this. But anyways, uh, Matt Reeves tweeting out this right here that Dolby is going to be, you know, hosting like a little podcast with uh, Michael Giacchino. And I think uh, it was Frazier there, too. Oh, no, Frazier's not there. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to I'm going to watch this. I haven't watched it yet. But yeah, basically, they had like a little round table right here. So that'll be cool. And then we got uh, more added to uh, Heart of Stone with Gal Gadot. So a little misspelling right here uh, happens. Sophia Aconito, Aconito, if I'm saying her name right. I, I I remember her from Ace Ventura when Nature Calls. <laughs> I was like, immediately, I went, hey, it's a girl from Nature Calls. I'm sure she's been in, she's been in other things too. But hey, Matthias, he's going to be in Heart of Stone with Gal Gadot. So good on him. We love Matthias. That's pretty cool. And then, yes, we'll talk about that, one of the main topics. The Batman has now... Um, has earned 141.1 million in four days after posting the third best pandemic Monday with $11.1 million today. So, you know, and it's funny too, because I ran a poll yesterday, guys, uh, right here on YouTube. If you guys took part in it, you know, 3000 views. I actually asked after seeing the box office opening week and box office numbers, I asked you guys, do you think it's going to hit a billion dollars? And according to, you know, the people on YouTube, 69%, 69, hey, <laughs> sorry. Um, and then 31% said, nope. I'm still kind of wondering. I don't know. Like, I know it's going to get close, I think, but I just don't know. I mean, but, but, but then again, the, bat, the Batman is totally, totally all about like, um, uh, you know, it's got, it's, there's no other big movies that are coming out, man. Totally not coming, you know, no other big movies. So I'm just kind of wondering if like, it could do it. Could do it. I'm hoping it's got those, those legs, those legs. So, all right. We'll talk about that, of course. And then we got some presenters right here. Kevin Costner, Zoe Kravitz, Lady Gaga, Rosie Perez, Chris Rock. These are the people right here that'll be uh, presenting at this year's Oscars that nobody's going to fucking watch. Most likely. Who knows? We got some screen tests right here with the, that was posted on Instagram of uh, showing, you know, hey, <clears throat> I will say, you know, when it comes to uh, doing the whole casual Batman thing, yeah, I would say I look worse than this after I take that mask off. But yes, my God, does that really, yeah, man, that, that eyeliner is no joke when it starts running down your face like that. I've posted images about that. So yeah, that's for sure. Hey, and guess what, guys? Guess who uh, Andy Signor is still a creep and a piece of shit. Yeah, there's a video going around today from somebody uh, who worked uh, on on what, Popcorn Plant or something like that, calling out Andy Signor for being a creep again. So uh, good luck with that, Andy. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to play the video right now or, you know, turn the audio, but uh, I don't know if you guys saw this today. But yes, Andy Signor is still um, uh, still a scumbag. Apparently, yeah. And uh, yeah, everybody, you know, a lot of people have had run-ins with him. I've had him blow up my uh, messages. I think I've talked about this before. It was uh, it was actually before I started doing Film Junkie Live. I did a video that had about him and Jody. And um, and um, yeah, I, uh, I wasn't too proud of the video because I felt like I didn't, like the video sucked. And then, of course, he started blowing up. He made threats. He made threats about soon. And I was like, all right, man, I'm going to go ahead and remove the video. 
And uh, because this is stupid and I didn't even like the video in the first place. I think I've talked about this, but then it kind of inspired me to be like, you know what? I should do some more live stuff. And then Film Junkie Live was kind of born from it. So I guess it's not a total thing, but I, I wish I would have done a better video because, you know, I mean, the guy's still a creep. Once a creep, always a fucking creep. Who the fuck wants to willingly? I know. <laughs> apparently he's supposed to have like some kind of fiance and he's got like kids and shit, but apparently he's still you know he's still uh acting like a creep and stuff like that so if you haven't watched this video watch the video um i'm not sure what the response is going to be but you know and god knows he'll probably start he'll probably crawl on my fucking uh dms again and start yelling i mean i'm just gonna be like fuck you dude fuck you you're a creep you've always been a creep just just log off and uh go away take care of your fucking family you know, nobody needs you on here anymore, please. I mean, the fucking content that he puts out sometimes. I saw like his last like video that he did, and it's something about OnlyFans and Britney Spears. It's like the guy just will do anything for fucking clits. Clit clits. <laughs> oh man. I just said clits. Wow. Clicks. God, what's on my brain? Ah. Uh, uh, well, if you guys and you know, that's why the camera's off now. Um, so yeah, fuck that guy. You know, he's just he's just a creep. Once a creep, always a creep, man. I hate that guy, man. He just annoys the shit out of me, and it's just like, uh, it's ridiculous. So, anyways, Zoe Kravitz. Okay, so I didn't comment about the the whole thing about her. Remember, there was like a long, like you know, a while ago, there was mention that um, Zoe Kravitz was trying to go for a role or trying to go for maybe even cat. I think it was Catwoman uh, for Dark Knight Rises. And they said she was too urban. So, of course, there was that whole thing like Warner Brothers racist, Christopher Nolan racist kind of thing. And I saw it this weekend and people kept talking about it, kept talking about it. And, um, you know, I was like, God, why is people talking about a story from like years ago again? But, of course, you know, just nowadays we like to recycle shit, especially when it has to do with like, you know, somebody being racist. But thank you, Zoe Kravitz, for clarifying this right here. Zoe Kravitz posted this right here. Uh, okay, let's talk about clickbait bad journalism. I was not told I was too urban to play Catwoman in The Dark Knight. I would have that it would have made no sense for me to even con be considered for that role at the time. I wanted to audition for a small part in the film and I was like, I don't I do not know who said this, but this is how it was worded to me that they were not going urban on the part. This is something I heard a lot 10 years ago. It was a very different time. I did not mention this uh, to point any fingers or make anyone seem racist, namely Christopher Nolan, Chris Nolan, the film's producers or anyone on the casting team, because I truly do not believe anyone meant any harm. I was simply giving an example of what it was like to be a woman of color in this industry at the time. Again, this was many years ago when words like that were thrown around very casually. And although I'm very glad that we are attempting to evolve, let's all calm down as well as uh, fact check before we write things that are untrue. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So there you go. Because I got, I, I was like, wow, we're going to be talking about this again. Because I remember hearing that a while ago. And then all of a sudden it was like, all right, now it's back. Screw that. And then, of course, now she's, yeah. So that's just bad journalism as what's happening too much. Misinformation, right? So, ugh, just that's what I hate about all this stuff. So there you go. Thank you, Zoe Kravitz, for clarifying that. Because, 
my God, people just like to run with that shit, you know, because, they, you know, they don't want to actually read into certain things. And then, of course, uh, journal journalists just want to go with uh, angry clickbait shit nowadays. It's all bullshit. So thank you, Zoe. Thank you, Selena Catwoman. Yes. And you better fucking believe it. Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon is being described as Netflix's biggest film to date. Look at that. That's what it's being subscribed as. Uh, Catherine uh, Depp Dutch, whatever that's, yeah. So started a new job at Netflix Rebel Moon. And uh, yeah, it's basically saying, uh, the, yeah, on set and in the studios for Netflix's biggest film to date, Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon. He should, I really hope that Zack puts his name on Rebel Moon. Please. Just, dude, I hope he does it, man. John Carpenter, that shit. Uh, I, just, I hope that for now on when he puts, when he, uh, when he puts, when he, when he makes movies, just put Zack Snyder in front of it, man. He might as well, you know, Zack Snyder's Planet of the Dead, Zack Snyder's uh, uh, King Arthur or whatever the fuck he wants to do next. Zack Snyder's uh, Horse Latitudes. Just fucking do it. I don't know. Why not? Um, and then look at this. So sorry, Seahawks fans, but apparently you lost your quarterback. Russell Wilson going to Denver. Wow. So that's just uh, off the cuff uh, football news. He's going to Denver, and apparently um, Aaron Rodgers is staying with Green Bay for another four years for, like, a shit ton of money. So, yeah. So, there you go. And football news. So, whoa, what got deleted right there? Oh, somebody deleted something. That's lame. Up, oh, up, oh, and then here we go. Is this is this going to change change Putin's mind? Apparently, the, the CEO of Starbucks, they're going to be uh, stopping Starbucks over in Russia. So, uh, you know, I hope that overpriced coffee, overrated coffee, is going to change that fucking piece of shit's mind. Who knows? But yes, now Starbucks is also pulling out. So no McDonald's, no Starbucks. Jeez, people of Russia are going to get healthier, apparently. Good Lord. I just Okay, fine. I mean, it's not stopping him. He's not going to fucking stop because he can't get Starbucks. Anyways, um, so uh turns out that, you know, I, I'm looking forward to the Adam Project, of course, with Ryan Reynolds and Sean Levy, who uh, is directing it. But apparently they have four new films that are in development. So these two, I mean, obviously Free Guy 2 is one of them. But I'm kind of wondering if they're going to hire this man to do, you know, Deadpool 3. That would be pretty sweet. I think uh, mine as well, right? So that's cool. Talk about that, of course. Dylan O'Brien. According to uh, Postcred Pod, Dylan O'Brien is very much aware of all the fan casts that are happening with Nightwing. Um, yeah, he said right here, quoted by saying, I've not heard anything about it on the professional side, but it's cool that it made um, that it made its way to me to the point where I asked my manager, is this even an actual thing? Come on. We know it. I mean, the fact that he followed Leslie Grace, but then, yeah, then again, that could have just been a coincidence. Maybe he just wanted to follow Leslie Grace. But, you know, we all saw that he was following Leslie Grace. So it's like almost like he's setting it up to be like maybe trying to get the role of Nightwing. You know, obviously, we're trying to we're kind of curious. Is there going to be a Dick Grayson in Batgirl? You know, nothing's been said yet. But hey, you just never know. So but he's very much aware of it. Why not? Seems to be like the top on the fan cast out there. Dylan O'Brien. Hey, look at this. Something deleted from uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. An awkward uh, elevator shot right there of the villains and uh, Aunt May and, and Peter. So that's interesting. Yeah, apparently uh, all day today there's been like uh, posted deleted shots from um, from Spider-Man No Way Home. So getting pretty interesting with that. It's probably all going to be in the Blu-ray extras and everything. So that's pretty cool. 
Werewolf, what? Uh, and then, of course, we got that. Spoke, we listened. A new update for Batman Arkham Knight is part of the Batman celebration coming Friday, uh, March 11th. So that's pretty cool. So something going to be happening over there on the video game side. I like this art right here from the Spike art. Look at that. Taking on that clown posse right there. That looks pretty cool. Yeah, very good art. Always love the art. The art's great. And then uh, hopefully you guys, uh, did you guys get your... Um, did you guys get your release the Schumacher cut shirt? Uh, pretty much they uh, they raised they went the goal was three hundred they raised three hundred or four hundred thirty eight. There's uh, five more days left, so make sure you guys get your shirt. I ordered mine. Can't wait to get it. Looks awesome, and uh, glad to support it. Glad to support it because it's going for uh, going to American Cancer, so going for a good cause right there. So make sure you guys grab yourself a release the Schumacher shirt that looks really awesome right there. And then check this out, guys. I didn't this this one totally slipped under the radar for me. I didn't see it till 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 this evening. But Mr. Uh, Discovery, that's right, Mr. David Zaslav. Obviously, we talked about Toby McGuire, Toby McGuire, Toby Emmerich yesterday when it came to um, when it came to him, like trying to like seem like he was still fighting for his job. But apparently, right here, Discovery Chief David Zaslav receives a four point four million dollar bonus for exceptional leadership. What? Discovery Inc. President and CEO David Zaslav was awarded a one-time discretionary bonus of four point four million dollars by the company's board March first in honor of his exceptional leadership last year amid the pandemic and ahead of Discovery's upcoming acquisition of Warner Media. So the board approved the one-time bonus, which is in addition to the two, 2021 annual bonus that Mr. Zaslav is entitled to receive under his amended and reinstated uh, and restated employment agreement dated, uh, of course, of May 16th, 2021. So apparently they like uh, they like it. So Zaslav's $4.4 million discretionary bonus is similar to the discretionary performance pool component under the 2021 Discovery Incentive Comp uh, Compensation Plan. So there you go. So apparently this guy knows what he's doing. So hopefully he does, you know, gets rid of some of these a-holes over there at Warner Media, and he could be like, hey, um, let's start doing some good things here. So that's really good. That's good. It's good. It's a good sign. It's a good sign. What? Anyways, so see what happens with all that. And again, I mean, why are we like this, people? Stop being like this. Russian restaurants in New York City are being hit by cancellations, social media campaigns, and bad reviews online after Russia's invasion of Ukraine, despite most owners being openly anti-war and many coming from the Ukraine. All right. Can we be better? Okay. Why is social media like running our lives? So because we because we got all the fear mongering and all the shit that's coming out of like the media and social media now causes like these restaurant owners. Yeah, they have, they're like getting their they're getting vandalized, all this kind of stuff. Can we stop? Can we be better? Can we just be better, please? Yeah, it's frustrating seeing all that. And, uh, and then this is pretty interesting right here on the Real Blend uh, podcast from uh, Sean O'Connell and uh, these guys, Mr. Hamilton. They asked him about Robin. They asked Matt Reeves about Robin. Are you setting up Mayor Mitchell's son to potentially be a Robin? Interesting. Interesting. Um, <laughs> no. No. Are you setting up Good. Mayor Mitchell? Because that's not Dick Grayson. Thank God. I don't want, I mean, but then again, who knows? He's probably full of shit. I don't know. 
Um, he might be, you know, just be, you know, joking about that, but Jesus Christ, I really freaking hope not. I really freaking hope not. I hope that, uh, that, that they're not, um, that they're not, um, you know, setting up that kid. A lot of people were talking about that, even talking about the other kid. That's part of the, the, uh, uh, that gang, they talked about him too. And I'm like, please, no, not him either. Just get an actual dick race and come on. Let's not do all that. Let's not do all that for sure. So anyways, there are the tweets right there. And then, uh, uh, yeah, so we got all that. And uh, all right, let's talk about the uh, the bat suit, some early uh, bat suit uh, concept art and everything. But let's first look at this. All right, let me see here. All right, so share the screen. Okay, share that. Well, first off, oh, there we go. So first off, 62% on rataalada.com. So I'm guessing by the weekend, we're going to see what the hell is happening right here. So not sure what's going on. But anyway, so we got some bat suit stuff. This is all coming from, you can actually pre-order for $45, the art of the Batman hardcover. Not too shabby. 224 pages of just pure Batman art. That's going to be coming uh, soon, coming soon, written by James Field, forward by uh, Matt Rees. But yes, we have some early concepts right there. Look at this. Now, am I, uh, are we seeing a little bit of blue and gray here? Were they really toying with the concept of possibly doing blue and gray when it came to the bat suit? I will say, though, like it, they were really going for that Noel bat suit. They're really going for that Barmijo type bat suit when it came to this. And I remember when, before we saw Ben Affleck's bat suit, there was rumors that he would, that they were going to use, they were going to kind of reference, um, their, that, that, uh, that bat suit, like the Noel kind of bat suit, the Barmijo bat suit. It's also in damned as well. But I, I mean, I, I will say that when it comes to this, it seems like they were kind of going heavy on it, but yeah, this is one of the drawings, one of the concept art pieces right here. And, uh, pretty interesting there. Cause there is a little bit of a, a blue in there like a purpley blue kind of thing so and uh and thank you uh mr ezra west for becoming a new member thank you sir appreciate that and then of course we have this right here and then of course we have glenn dillon who designed the costume it says the idea of the utility belt i thought it would be nice if he'd use stuff that you could get like from ex-military or police force so instead of the kind of uh yellow or gold belt that they've had in the past We've come to this very practical-looking black leather, very realistic belt because it, it's from the real world. With uh, the neck of the cow, we've done these pieces that are almost like a ver, uh, verba, uh, vertebrae that will move when he moves his neck. So obviously they wanted to make it where he can move his neck again. Even though he's still, I don't think he could, he, I still think the Dark Knight costume probably is more giving to the neck because even like this one, he was, I mean, but then again, maybe that was just Robert Pattinson just kind of like do it. He kind of slightly still did the bat turn. That's the other thing we really wanted for him to be able to move really well because quite famously the Tim Burton one, he couldn't, yes. So we really wanted him to be able to have full motion yep so obviously i mean yeah it looks a lot more comfortable than other bat suits but it's probably still hot as fuck but man do i mean i really want that cape i really want the cape to like droop over the shoulders like this i like the uh i like the uh the droop uh the the cape over the shoulders type look i'm not gonna lie kind of dig it but man this this piece of concept art really looking like that 
that uh, Batman Noel damned kind of costume right here. Matt Reeves wants everything to feel like it has a purpose. So with the suit, we came up with this idea of it being a bit like uh, a Russian pressure suit. Oh my God, he said Russian guys, cancel them. Cancel them. Uh-oh. Watch out. All the other stuff. Uh-oh. They're going to have to remove that from the book. They're going to have to recall all the copies. The lacing detail up the side and the back is based on what pilots would wear and if we got elastic in the back so they can fight and stretch and punch freely it's a real protective suit but when we uh met with robert alonzo the head stunt coordinator he was saying that it reminded him of the equestrian vest which he said is one of the best protective vests a stuntman can wear because it got similar kind of uh break in uh break in it so that so that you've got a lot of mobility and it's, uh, you know, got all that pauldrons and the chest protection. And of course, uh, the chest plate in, in theory, Batman will, uh, pr be protected from bullets and what have you. A lot of the paneling you see is very much taken from the ideas of ballistic shielding. Uh, what does that say? I don't even know what that say, et cetera. I guess that's just the, they actually spell that, et cetera. And <laughs> they didn't abbreviate, et cetera. That's weird. That threw me off. Uh, that is sewn into that after the cowl it looks like it's made from leather and stitched together so the mechanical elements are very much built on top so there you go some information look at that look at that bat ass right there so yeah some of the stuff that he wearing he's wearing underneath right there so yeah it's very much a suit that somebody you know in a more grounded reality would definitely wear definitely wear so that's pretty cool right there um, this bat suit is very, uh, you know, it's, it looks more comfortable, looks more giving in the, uh, the crotchal region. That's for damn sure. And I'm sure there's a zipper. Is there a zipper? For God's sakes, Christian Bale wants to know if there's a zipper, guys. Is there a zipper? Ah, damn. 20 years from now, whoever's playing Batman, Christian Bale is going to be like, what? Uh, it is fucking 70s, 60s, 70s, still going to be talking about the zipper in the bat suit. And then we got Mr. Greg Frazier. He spoke with Variety, um, talking about, Talking about the cinematography of, uh, you know, achieving, you know, the cinematography for um, for this movie right here. And I love the fact that, you know, he's nominated for an Academy Award for Dune, which is great. Eventually, Time Out worked out. So, yeah, at first it was like wondering if he was going to do it. This was uh, no, no job offer there or there's no job offer there for him, for me. Actually, I was more about, oh, man, could you imagine if Batman did this? I have uh, I was loving hearing his take and what he thought of the Batman should be. So just working with Matt Reeves again, obviously, while in post-production for the Planet of the Apes, eventually the timing worked out and they were able to do all this. And it says, yeah, the Batman, obviously, they talk about the COVID stuff like that. Here, the Academy nominated Oscar nominated director of photography breaks down his approach to reinventing the Dark Knight's on screen presence, detailing how he shot major action set pieces and all that. So. And obviously, he's talking about Dune, which is great. Talking about the Batman. If you want to put two films down the, that look totally different uh, to each other, but are actually a combination of my learning, those are the uh, it's those two films. So yeah, it's pretty awesome that Greg Frazier made a desert look beautiful. Him and Denny made a, a, a desert look absolutely beautiful, and then now and then working with Matt Reeves, he made rain look beautiful. Jeez, talk about the complete opposite. Uh, this is the Dark Knight. You can't walk him through a supermarket or a pharmacy and see him in uh, in uh, in his in his all of his glory. 
Finding the right balance between darkness and lightness for him was a real challenge because we had such a beautiful suit and such an amazing actor inside the suit. We did not want to underlight him or take too much away from those elements, but we also wanted him to remain an enigma. No pun intended, I don't think. But yeah, and then he talks about the opening. I mean, let's face it. That's one of when uh, when it talks about the opening and not and not the, the the official opening when it comes to the Riddler, but the opening with the narration with Pattinson's narration, you know, talking to you know, walking around the city during Halloween. My God. I mean, it definitely is one of the best. I mean, I think it's it's really up there for top notch introduction when it comes to Batman. Matt's a very wonderful writer. I love his writing because I can read it really easily in the sense that it kind of reads like a storybook. You could feel when the camera pushes in and the high angles are in Reeve's, in Reeve's script. It was quite well conceived in the script stage from a dramatic perspective, but we really needed to make sure that there were dense black shadows. If you notice in the movie, for the most part, we don't have dense black shadows except for the opening. And that was the point we wanted to make he's lurking in the shadows it's not common for this movie to have complete pitch blackness the only other time that i can think is probably during the hallway shooting which that matt reeves has talked about that too that that was pretty complicated because you know right and the darkness darkness is used as a great effect in that scene he's only lit by those muzzle flashes for a split second yes yeah exactly I mean, let's face it, every time you see that scene, even like when we saw it in the, the, the DC fandom trailer, how awesome did that look? How awesome did that look? Just to be lit up by those, uh, those muzzle flashes, just so good. Just so good. But yeah, he talks about the, you know, the fight sequences, shooting all that. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, camera placement and movement are precise. When I think back on shots that stick with me from the movie, they're all locked off, kept in one spot. All movement is motivated. Yeah, 100%. There's a reason why you felt that, and that's because we were very diligent about making sure that we only moved the camera when we had to because it didn't feel like we had to, to be frank with you. We had such great sets. We had such great actors. It's such a great script. I would ask the question, why do you have to move the camera for no reason? If you're moving the camera for no good reason, I feel like you're doing all of your parts uh, a disservice. So we learned that. And then, of course, this scene right here, the uh, specific scene of the, the Batmobile being revealed. I mean, my God. Ugh. I mean, not only is the sound design freaking awesome, but why is Adam and Eve showing up right here? I swear to God, I did not look at that. <laughs> Close that. That's funny. Why is it showing an ad? I swear I did not order anything from Adam and Eve. Not yet. Anyways, <laughs> that's funny. I have no idea what that's there. Anyways. All right. The car reveal was talked about a lot. Trust me, Batman's iconic, but also the thing that he drives is pretty iconic as well. If you notice in the movie, you may see that Batmobile, but it's covered in the Batcave. So we've Never seen this car until this point. We made sure that when you that when we shot it, we used the old technique of, of a silhouette. We created a kind of backlight through the exhaust. You see these little headlights, these little puffs of flame in the front grill. We worked really hard at revealing this Batmobile. It wasn't just happenstance that it looked cool. We worked our butts off to reveal that properly. So there you go. Then, of course, it talks about the red. Red's powerful, emotional color, all of that stuff. 
So really cool. So if you haven't read this article yet from uh, from Variety talking about all that, it's good stuff. Dig it and everything. So, hey, nice. That ad popped up because you said click. Probably. And thank you for uh, being a member there uh, for 15, uh, 15 months there, Jose. <laughs> you still got. Yeah. Yes, Benji. That's why uh, that's why you don't see me on camera. I'm currently like still got the sniffles, got a red nose going on. I think you're still hearing in my voice and everything like that. So it's going on, Logan. Good to see you too. Ah, so there you go. Ah, so good stuff right there. I like the concepts. I'm gonna get the hard. Uh, I'm gonna get the hard. <laughs> the hard cover. Uh, see, I, maybe I was uh, checking out Adam and Eve. Uh, maybe uh, you know I was gonna get. I'm gonna get the uh, the art of the Batman. Get all that stuff. Really good things to say right there. So. All right, so make sure you guys get yourself a copy too. What else we got here? The next, um, the next one right here. Well, we got Dune. All right, we got Dune Part Two. Looks like we have um, an interesting casting choice, which I think some people actually wanted, which makes makes a lot of sense right there. So let me just do it like this instead. All right, share that. All right, so Dune Part Two. Florence Pew 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 eyed for Princess Irulan. Irulan. Irulan, I think I said that right. Hopefully I did. Uh, anyway, so we got right here. So it looks like she is going to be, uh, she's looking to be cast in there. I guess it's, she's still in talks right here. Nothing's been confirmed yet. Legendary had no comment. Production on the film expected to start in the fall. The film set to bow on October 20th in 2023. But yes, she's going to be playing um, Princess Irulan Carino, the eldest daughter to Emperor Shaddam Carino the Fourth, and uh, Virginia Madsen. She played it in the original, and uh, so might be like an interesting little, uh, maybe a little triangle, a uh, little love triangle that's happening right there with Mr. Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya. I don't know. There could be something going on right there. Guess we'll find out. But yeah, a lot of people were very excited about that. Yes, ah, gotta love that Florence Pugh, 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 Pugh. It's okay that you're late, Aaron Bailey. It's good. It's fine. Um, but yeah, so there you go. So we might be getting that announced. I wouldn't be surprised if this gets announced pretty soon. But man, I tell you what, she is just blowing up right now. She's absolutely blowing up. She's just, she's uh, she's wanted in a lot of movies, you know? And uh, I mean, let's face it. She was the best thing to come out of Black Widow because there was not much that came out of Black Widow, but she came out of Black Widow and just won the hearts of all of us, at least me, for sure. So Florence Pew, 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 possibly being, possibly being in Dune Part 2, Part 2. Okay. Ah, man. So, poor Henry Cavill. Oh, poor Henry Cavill. You, you guys are mean. You guys are mean, okay? Henry Cavill, you know, he had to endure like four months. He had to endure four months, or not four months, four years of Mustache Gate. And now, Argyle, the uh, movie from Matthew uh, Vaughn, they released like a little like tease for it. And a lot of people can't stop talking about his hair. Can't stop talking about his hair. <laughs> I'm just like, poor guy, really, seriously, poor guy. <laughs> so here's like the, the first shot that we saw. Hair doesn't look that bad right there. I mean, it looks fine. It looks nicely, uh, you know, almost like a crew cut kind of thing. But uh, yeah, people started running with it. You got stuff like that. And then here's a shot right here. 
So how are we feeling about Henry Cavill's hair? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, here's a little teaser right here. The greater the spy. The spy. The bigger the lie. There's Dua Lipa, which she's, she's foxy. So, yeah. So how are we feeling about Henry Cavill's hair, huh? I know, Kat, you're a big Henry Cavill fan. How are you feeling about his hair? Ladies, I mean, it doesn't bother me that much, <laughs> but it is kind of funny. I thought that, okay, so JC, you thought the hair looked fine. Good. Uh, predicting PR relationship between him and Dua. Dua in three months. Oh, I thought he had like a girlfriend. Everyone leave Henry Cavill alone. So there you go. You heard Kat. Okay. The guy's been through enough. All right. He's been through enough. He still can't get his Superman movie. And you guys make fun of his hair. Ugh. How dare you? Okay. So then I reached out, but then I had it. Wait, we had to have a little bit of fun with this. So I reached out and see if anybody actually like, let's see what happened. I reached out and said, all right, give me your best memes. Give me your best memes when it comes to, uh, when it comes to this right here, like who, you know, when it comes to uh, comparing his hair, let's have a little fun. Even I think he can laugh at the fact of people are talking about his hair. So let's look at the, let's look at this. I asked on Twitter to see what you guys had to say. So here we go. Uh, <laughs> Aaron, there you go. Um, that's not bad. I dig it, you know? And then of course, <laughs> I mean, a lot of people were, a lot of people were saying this, obviously when it comes to Dolph, when it comes to Drago right here, you know, when it comes to Drago. It's very well done right there. Uh, that's all I see. I mean, come on. It doesn't look like guile. Guile's guile's flat top looks crazy. Hey, Get me Spider-Man. There you go. Little JJJ right there. Put a little mustache on him. I like it. Tony wants to be a Spider-Man. I like it. It's pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> some people were turning him into the Riddler. <laughs> That's a pretty quick little edit right there. <laughs> oh, this classic rock, iconic rock pose right here where he did kind of, you know, he had a flat top. That's pretty cool. And of course, summoning, uh, summoning, uh, Chris Evans flat top. I mean, you know, when it comes to being a flat top for both of these guys, it looks pretty damn good. I will say that. Somebody compared it to our senior Hall's flat top. We got Henry Cavill as the Terminator. <laughs> Jeez. That's pretty good. His hair looks pretty oversized. His head looks pretty oversized right there. And then somebody actually added hair to it. This is actually a pretty good look. I like this look. This looks pretty good. You know, makes him look uh, sophisticated. But yeah. I don't know if he's trying to be somebody, but I like it. It's not a bad look right there with the uh, facial hair. Not too shabby. And then leave it to Jacob to not understand the uh, not understand the assignment. So, yeah, I think I thought I kind of thought I kind of got me, myself and Irene Jim Carrey vibes. Yeah, I could see that. And then this. What is this? <laughs> this is the thing in nightmares, man. This is the thing in nightmares. You combine mustache gate to crew cut gate or flat top gate, I should say. So that's pretty funny. Yeah. But yeah, I mainly got those kind of vibes right there. So <laughs> Jeez. we're just having some fun. He looks good, right? Still look, looking good. What does Mama Film Junkie have to say? She's also a big Henry Cavill fan. What's going on, Rhea? Good to see you. But yeah, I mean, people are going to have fun with it. But I was like, my God, why is everybody complaining about his hair? It looks fine. It doesn't look that bad. 
It's like, well, first off, we don't even, I mean, he's playing a spy. I mean, for all we know, his hair changes. But yeah, a lot of people were just like uh, not really digging the hair right there. Not really digging the hair. See, I see Wonder Meg out there. She's agreeing. But I saw, yeah, Wonder Meg was not, we, we, we kind of went back and forth. I mean, you know, they're like, what did he, what did, what did Netflix and Matthew Vaughn do to him? I'm like, nothing. He signed on and agreed to have that haircut. I'm just wondering, it's got to be a wig, right? That's not his real hair. No way. You know, that's got to be a wig unless they did something to his hair to make it look perfect like that. I mean, it's like perfectly like flat top spike right there. So they had to have, that's got to be a wig. Got to be a wig. So it's unfortunate because the haircut is going to distract. The thing is though, okay, Aaron, thank you for saying that. Thank you for saying that because to be honest, yeah, there you go. Um, and then to be honest, I think his Superman hair is a little more distracting because, you know, when I watch Man from Uncle's great, love the movie, but man, all I see is Superman in a suit. I mean, because his, his hair looked like the Superman hair almost, you know? So I actually like the idea. I like the fact that when he's not Superman, he changes up the look a little bit. I mean, look at Mission Impossible Fallout. I was glad that he had the mustache. I was glad that he had the mustache. And, you know, because it changed up the look. He didn't look like Superman to me. I mean, that's that's the thing. It's like, you know, not being too familiar with Henry Cavill prior to Man of Steel. It took a little bit to be like, oh, wait, you know, now when I see this guy, he looks like Superman. So he got hair transplant, though. Man, it was. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think that actually happened with Chris Evans, too. I remember hearing something correctly about that. So I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. It's not like, you know. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes the hair just goes away, you know, not a, you know, it's genetic. So, but anyways, stop making fun of Cavill's hair. It looks fine. It looks fine. All right. Then last, but, uh, certainly not least, uh, we got the blue beetle movie. They got some, um, they got some people to, uh, they got some casts right here. So let's go over and check this out. People added to the cast. Ugh. No, still running. Ugh. Blue beetle. Bruna McKenzie, Belissa Escadito, 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 yeah, <laughs> I'm probably saying that wrong. And then Harvey Gillian have joined the cast of Blue Beetle. So these three right here. Oh, look at that. It's written by Scoopy Pants. How about that? I just found the first one. Brazilian actress Bruna McKenzie, blah, 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 that joined the cast of Blue Beetle, DC Films' first superhero movie starring a Latino. Thank you for saying Latino character. The rap has exclusively learned. Newcomer uh, McKenzie is set to play the female lead and love interest. Penny Escobedo, Escobedo is set to play Milagros Reyes, the younger sister of Jamie, of Jaime Reyes, not Jamie, Jaime. And uh, details about Gillian's role is being kept under wraps. Cobra Kai, of course, yeah, we got Zolo Maridueña. He's going to be, of course, playing Jaime right there. So there you go. We got some added... Uh, added people to the blue beetle movie. I'm curious to see what's going to be. I'm curious to see the costume, the blue beetle costume. You know, very curious to see that. So I'm wondering when they're going to release all that stuff right there when it comes to the costume. Cause we know, we all know that Mr. Mari, Mari he said that he's actually tried. He's actually tried on the costume. Uh, I think a couple, 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 uh, uh, iterations of the costume. He said it's pretty badass. So, Curious to see what that actually looks like and curious to see where they uh, they take the character. I'm just wondering if there's ever going to be like a booster gold type character. So anyways, looking forward to it. 
see what happens. Going to be released. I'm just wondering if they're going to release Batgirl as well. They should release Batgirl in the movie theater as well. Hopefully they do that, but who knows what's going to happen with that. But they did announce like a couple months ago that Blue Beetle is in fact going to have a theatrical release. So get on them. Hey, at least Warner Brothers is trying something, right? Jesus Christ. All right. Let's go to the uh, Twitter questions and uh, members. We'll do the members only stream tomorrow since I, you know, since I'm only doing like audio only, we'll do the members only stream tomorrow. You know, we'll see how I feel if I, you know, if I could get my nose to kind of dry out a little bit here. So we'll do the members only stream tomorrow. So, uh, you know, we've past couple of weeks we've been doing it on Wednesday anyways because of various things. So, yeah, we'll do the members only post show stream manana. Okay, so. All right, let's go ahead and go to the uh, Twitter questions. All right, here we go. See what you guys have to say right here, Mr. Soups Kenobi. So Danny Elfman is doing the score for Multiverse of Madness. Hopefully it's more Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2 than Age of Ultron and Justice. Yeah, well, I think he does. He wants to probably ignore Justice. So I'm sure it's I'm sure to be great. I'm sure to be very much more like Spider-Man. Eric, yo, Dave, sorry uh, for my absence tonight. It's okay, buddy. Watching the Batman again with a friend. Anyway, you think since the art that article was gushing about Emmerich and Hamada, that means Hamada is similarly getting the boots? Yeah, probably. Or he's going to get demoted. That's my guess. And, uh, and yes, Eric, I know you wanted me to record a bit of audio. I'm just trying to wait for my nose to clear up before I start doing that. So apologize for that and yeah here's some of the uh here's some of the images right here of like uh some of the stuff apparently at one point there was actually supposed to be supposed to be a little fight between toby spider-man and uh the goblin on the glider that they cut out so that's going to be interesting to see uh what happens with all that show show your face pretty show your pretty fucking face there you go <laughs> there you go oh how he's come a long way he's come a long way folks since that stupid baseball game that they played in the woods. Ugh. Man, remember uh yeah, if you guys remember me and uh me and a Wonder Meg watched that. We watched the first Twilight film live. So So there you go. All right guys, so I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. Appreciate you guys sticking with me. Uh sticking with me even though i'm not on camera and not doing uh all that stuff but we'll see what happens uh we'll see what happens tomorrow hopefully uh uh i could get a good night's sleep get some you know dry myself out and constantly drinking fluids and all that stuff so i'm dead i'm better than i was this morning when i woke up this morning man i actually so this is what happened this morning I, my alarm went off and i was kind of laying in bed kind of drifting again and then all of a sudden like it just felt like something was in my nose and like did like a scratching down my nostrils because all of a sudden I was like, oh, shit, you know, I started sneezing like crazy. I had like a sneeze attack. That'll wake you up. Jeez. So I had a crazy sneeze attack this morning when it came to that. And I had a, I've had a couple other sneeze, sneezes, sneeze attacks today, too. But feeling better, feeling better. I know everybody's requiring uh, uh, requesting new moon. Yeah, we'll probably we'll probably get to it because that was fun. We turned it into a drinking game and just kind of blasted the absolute shiza out of itself. Anyways, guys. So, yeah, hopefully I'll be uh, feeling better tomorrow. And uh, if my nose is not all, you know, red and runny like it is today, we'll make sure to get my pretty face back on camera. All right, guys. Love ya. Thanks for sticking with me. I'll talk to you later.